Welcome to Announcements with Dr. Petty, a show that provides you details on current events, upcoming projects in the blockchain space, and token offering details. We are attempting to provide you with details and information from the people who are creating the projects in the space, and we are not giving advice. Please do proper due diligence when considering investments. Today's announcement is about Patientory, a startup attempting to tokenize the healthcare industry. I talk with its founder and CEO, Krissa McFarlane, about what problems the healthcare industry has and how she feels blockchain technology might help. We discuss some of the details regarding the crowd sale of the ERC-20 compliant token, PTOY, P-T-O-Y, and what its use is on the Patientory network. Let's get to it. All right, today I'm here with Krissa McFarlane, the founder and CEO of Patientory, and uh, brought her on here to talk about some of the projects she's been working on. Do you want to go ahead and Give us an introduction of um, yourself, how you got into the space in general, and uh, what Patient Tory is. Great. Um, nice to be here. I have been in the healthcare industry for over 10 years. I am the healthcare domain expert on the team. Um, and really, it's just been a career progression and seeing a more patient-centric need um, in our current health infrastructure as well as access to information. Um, you know, we spent about six months just researching technology that was out there um, that would really help in solving, you know, three of healthcare's biggest problems, which is cybersecurity, um, lack of access to patient data. We're on siloed systems that do not talk to each other, and it's, it's hard to even, you know, transfer patient health information from one system to the next and something that would, you know, help decrease the overall rise in prices of healthcare in the country. Yeah, definitely. I think many of us have experienced that siloed um, patient data type of thing where like if you switch doctors, you have to try and print out all the sheets and stuff of your history and take them over so they can put them in their own database, so on and so forth, ad nauseum every time you move. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, we started the company, started the company a little over 18 months ago through an initiative with Kaiser Permanente and an accelerator out in Colorado to really start, you know, investing in and working with digital health startups to address a lot of these issues in the industry. Um, usually it takes a digital health startup like five years to, to achieve any real traction in the healthcare industry just because of how regulated the industry is. Um, so it was great when we learned that, you know, Kaiser was doing this initiative um, to really flesh out proof of, proof of concept and provide mentorship and um, investments um, to companies, you know, that, are, that really want to rapidly um, build, execute, you know, and, and see, you know, progress um, in the industry quicker than, than, than normally. Definitely. It's, it's very, uh, it's a very disruptive market. It's interesting that you come from um, a background that's outside of the blockchain, blockchain slash cryptocurrency industry, which means that you have a very different perspective than the majority of the ICOs we talk to, which are people that are in the tech with a solution looking for a problem to apply it to. Yeah. You coming from healthcare, you understand, like you said, to the domain expert in a incredibly old and laborious system that has a lot of inefficiencies and i'm assuming you heard a lot of the promises of blockchain and wanted to try and figure out how you can start to apply these things that we that we 
say we can do to the problems that you currently have. Can you give me like a, like how that road went, like how you started learning about the nitty gritty of these things or how, how you might actually solve these problems using blockchain? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it, you know, in that time we were doing our research, you know, is really scoping out technologies that were out there now. Blockchain at the time was really in its still in its in its in its maturity stage. Um, but just seeing the innovation in, in the finance industry and, and how um, it was able to solve a lot of, you know, it's, it's solving a lot of finance um, problems. Um, we definitely saw it as a big fit in, in taking that framework and applying it to healthcare to solve, you know, another regulated industry to solve a lot of the main things. So I had technologists on my, on my board, you know, who had tried to um, innovate in the healthcare, you know, they were approached by healthcare um, companies, but they didn't speak healthcare language. So it was hard for them to actually, you know, um, get anywhere in healthcare. Right. So Mm -hmm. it, it made sense we already had like a, a value proposition on how you know, our business was really based on providing data um, across the industry. And we already had that value proposition and, and it was just really, um, you know, finding the right talent to, to help, to help, you know, make it take the project further. Where did you go to find, to find help? Like, how did you, like, I know that, Currently in the space, it's very difficult to find seasoned or well-trained developers who could make products. Um, we all know what the space is potential of, but in terms, because it's so young and nascent, it's hard to find people with the you know, correct experience to build out these complicated systems that solve such complicated problems as healthcare. Like where, where did you go to recruit um, people that could help you start to build proof of concepts, these systems and so on and so forth? Yeah, we were lucky because, you know, Atlanta's like one of, you know, other than San Francisco, New York, um, we saw definitely a, a small, you know, a group of blockchain um, enthusiasts in Atlanta. And it was really just going to meetups, you know, going to, to these events where we can, you know, build relationships and easily find people that would be excited you know we did a lot of pitch events and people came up to us and wanted to learn more and work with us any shout outs to to meetups (laughs) (laughs) Atlanta blockchain meetups yeah (laughs) I think that's like right Mm -hmm. well it's 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 great that like it's still somewhat of a grassroots movement in that like the people who are trying to solve problems really need to get together to these to these meetups in their local areas to find people that are trying to solve problems and the devs need to be there so they can maybe like link to the people who are trying to solve those problems. It's, it's still difficult to find places to go to find good people to, to get together, to do the things that we want to do. Like it's, it's, it's kind of disparate exactly. unless you're in all of the Slack channels all the time or reading Reddit all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And remember, and I don't know if this, this number is still true, but at, at some point there are only like 5,000, blockchain you know developers if that's even a title in the world um and it's not even something that is you know universities or you know are actually you know teaching currently so it's it's definitely um a long way to go but but we see that it's it's only the beginning i'll tell you one thing i i've spent a good portion of my time taking a 
a, a, a gamut of the certification courses. Um, a lot of the tutorials, instructions, I've, I've, I've been knee deep in all of the Gator channels, I mean, and so on and so forth, to try and figure out what is a blockchain developer. And there, there is no standard, and so mm -hmm. certifications have various, um, I don't know, clout associated with them. And a lot of the times, mm -hmm. people call themselves developers that shouldn't call themselves developers. I, I often question whether or not I can call myself one, and I've spent a good amount of time trying to be one. Yeah, it's it's, exactly. it's a hard time, I think, for someone like you to find a talent. And I think um, that type of thing rings true. Do you have any, like, if you could paint a magical land of someone in your position, what would it be? Like, what could we do to help help people like you create the products that they want to create? I think it's it's it definitely it's, it's going to be an initiative on the ecosystem builders, you know, within each region's startup ecosystem. And that's where Atlanta has a strong line where, you know, they provide these coding classes, tutorials, events around awareness, you know, of, of our company, but also um, the development workshops. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an ecosystem initiative as well as, you know, those companies are already there that can also offer these things. So we, we're, we're also partnering with, you know, a lot of, other initiatives and consortiums and utilize their resources um, instead of actually trying to build it ourselves. I see. Well, let's talk, take a little turn, I guess, and talk a little bit about um, the token that Patientory will, will employ. Because uh, with any type of blockchain technology, what it allows for is the ability to tokenize the platform or community that you're trying to build, right? Um, mm -hmm. But What's nice about it is that that token isn't just a speculative vehicle, although it was, you know, right now, that's the majority of what tokens are, but mm -hmm. you can actually build in functionality for people exactly. to use that token with your system. Is there any particular functionality that, that the uh, PTY token will have? PTOY. So PTOY. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, yeah. So the, you know, other than, you know, the biggest functionality is just, you know, currency feel for the platform in terms of patient health information storage on a, you know, healthcare macro level. Um, and why we are built on Ethereum is because of those smart contracts um, that we, we can utilize in terms of payments, you know, regulating payments from insurers um, and transactions. So we see, you know, we, I think we're the first to actually tokenize the health economy and we see these use cases, um, as as PToy really um, being the token for for these use cases. You see, because this isn't going to be a one you know a, a one step thing where like you know all of a sudden tomorrow everyone's going to be using this platform. It's going to be a, mm -hmm. I think a long road of of small victories to get to the point where you've you've onboarded more and more and more people when your community grows in association with that. What are your mm -hmm. What are your first steps in starting to create this community? Do you have um, people that are already interested in kind of working with your system, and how would they be integrated into it? Yeah, so we see. So our main targets right now are the you know our early adopters, which are the large healthcare systems that are looking for blockchain solutions. Um, and they some of most of them are are what we call managed care um, entities. So they're both 
a, a hospital and an insurer. So we see their hospital arm and their insurer arm um, hand in hand. And it, and it's we're really able to implement the token in that sense because um, we can regulate, you know, payments from like really high level, you know, mm-hmm. smart contracts can regulate payments um, that the insurers um, pay out to the hospital, um, but also on, on, a, on a deeper level, you know, to, to the patient. So everything is controlled in that sense. That's interesting. Can you, can you help flesh out the, like the current problems in healthcare that like someone like me, I have, I almost have zero idea on how the current health healthcare system works. In fact, I think a good amount of professionals still try and struggle with all of the details of healthcare. Is there certain mm-hmm. catch-alls that most people should know about and, yeah. and how the system works? Yeah. So as, I mean, one of the biggest problems are, you know, hospitals face right now, you know, especially in regards to um, their ROI is, you know, they're being penalized if they're not showing improvements in their overall patient population. Right. And this is in the form of penalties um, that are that are taken away from their overall reimbursements um, that they receive in their on their budgets. So going deeper, that those these smart contracts are really regulated. You know, mm-hmm. they they can actually see beforehand. You know how their patient population is performing and, and what measures and steps they need to take so that they're decreasing the, their penalties um, over time. How is that affected by like uh, governmental changes with healthcare acts and stuff like that? So we are definitely going to see a lot more of these models um, as our as our government moves from what they call volume based payments payouts, um, which is just based on you know transactions. A, a patient comes into a hospital, they're billed, to more value based um, payments, which is which is going to be based on okay this person came in, you know, for a condition, um, in one month and they, they didn't come back a second time for that same problem within 30 days. So that's, so that's a reward or, you know, that the hospital would, would get in terms of those reimbursements. Oh, so now you're having like, um, the patient history associated with like the treatment that they get is then taken into account to actually compensate the, the hospital. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah, so it's 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 like um, readmission. So you know how effectively um, how effective a, a provider treated a patient, they're being scored on that, um, and that's determined by whether or not they had to come back for the same issue and just their overall um, whether their their treatment goals were met. That's really interesting because blockchain is this definitely talks about dealing with historical data um, in a very transparent way. That's you know, also you know, tamper evident, tamper resistant, immutable, if you will. Mm-hmm. And having an application where you have a cohort of hospitals sharing the same type of information, all of which is historical on the patient level, would be something that is quite revolutionary. But it, yeah. it's I still see it as this is quite ambitious for you guys because <laughs> because yeah. of the monster that we've created in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we definitely see, you know, in regards to a lot of the, the laws that are occurring now, um, it's allowing for, you know, digital health startups to come in and solve a lot of these issues. Um, 
One second, I'm coming, not... coming in sketchy. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna have to block okay. some of that out. Okay. Oh, we no, we definitely there see, we you know, a push. Okay, we definitely see, you know, the push from, you know, government, you know, changes in in regulations and, you know, an an, an ability for digital health startups to come in and, and solve a lot of these issues in the system. Let's see. All right. That's, that's a, is there, is there anything that I, that I should have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? Is there something that you'd like to talk about that I haven't quite uh, poked at? Um, I think that's, we, we covered spaces, we covered the token, you know, it's also on, you know, whether it's a national or international front. So it's, we consider ourselves an international company. Um, so we have, you know, partners um, in co countries other than, than the United States as well. Um, and just, you know, based on the NHS, you know, breaches, we definitely see, you know, this problem, not only as, as a first world problem, but, you know, something that you could probably take that out. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what's going with that. Okay. We'll go ahead and take that out. Then how about, how about we move uh, a little bit towards like the, the actual details of the ICL work? When is it starting? Um, how much are you trying to, uh, to, to raise? How long is it going to last for? Um, where can people find out more about it? Perfect. Um, so our ICO starts on May 31st, um, and it, it lasts until June um, 28th. We have a Bitcoin talk forum um, that lists more details. You can also visit our website, www.patientory.com, and sign up for more information. All right. We'll be sure to put those in the show notes so people can get a hold of them. And uh, we wish you the best of luck and um, we'll definitely have people look, take a look at your platform and see if they're interested.